everybody. We are back in the house, Common Sense Uncensored. And I have with me today my partner in crime, as I like to say, my husband, Brucey. How you doing? Dandy. <laughs> Going through your notes diligently. God, you've been... You've so been, many things. I know. God, I've got, I'm piled up around here. Uh, Paul's, Paul went, my God, have you got paper? Because I just can't do the electronic stuff. I just, everything is lost. If I got paper, I have it in my hands. But yes. So you've been keeping busy uh, uh, out there, and we've been keeping busy keeping an eye on things. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about North Dakota and what's been going on here in the 68th Legislative Assembly. And we're, if we have some chance, we might talk a little bit about Biden and his State of the Union address and things like that. But one of the first things that I would like to talk about with you is the rumor. <laughs> the reason I say that rumor, that North Dakota is a red state, that it is a Republican state, that it is a Republican-controlled legislature, and we have a Republican governor. Therefore, we have nothing to worry about, and those of us who are citizens of the state of North Dakota should be just happy little campers and should be willing to allow our legislative representatives and our governor run the state for us because we are being well taken care of. And you know how I feel about that, but uh, how do you feel about that, bad boy? Well, the R and the D are the same. It's just, it's, and one of the main reasons we have this situation working so wonderful is we have a couple of conservative radio and TV stations, supposedly, and they tell us how they love the Republicans because they are such a good bunch of people. But And we believe them. And it's like there's no proof of them being a conservative people. And, of course, look at what we got for a governor. I mean, you look at Burgum. He never was a Republican before he decided to run. Ne- remember, neither was Hoven. Hoven, Hoven was, was a, was a, Demo- a, big, a proud Democrat beforehand. Well, remember, in 1999, he made a big speech about how wonderful the Democratic Party was. And guess what he ran as in 2001, the governorship. I mean, one year did he get that great epiphany or what? I mean, it's like going, come on, Johnny. I mean, let's admit it. And you, it's whose fault is it? Ours. Ours. Here's the I thing. Mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take. I'll say ours. But basically, well, okay. I voted. For, I voted for those idiots. So I guess it is our fault. Yes, I, I, I will you take what, it. Right now, you better start listing people. Here's Open the, up your eyes. Here's the thing. Um, Actually, I'm going to go one step further. Stop listening to what they stay, say and start watching what they do, how they vote and stuff. Exactly. Technically, the Republican Party that I used to belong to, I belong to no longer, especially in North Dakota, was conservative limited government, reduced spending. Uh, the the te- other tenet was that they wanted to make sure that the, the freedom of the people and the control of the people's lives remained with the people. And when you look at the the last few years of this in the state of North Dakota, it hasn't even been anything close to that. And when you look at what's happening in the 68th Legislative Assembly with the amount of spending that's going on and the, the bills that are being introduced and, and pushed through, quite frankly— we're anything but a red state. We we are a red state state with lip service. In other words, if I tell you it's a red state and I repeat it often enough, then you must believe it. Therefore, it is true. And that is not the case. If you look at what people are doing as far as spending, as far as removing people's freedoms and trying to rewrite our century code, this legislature, we are not a red state. In fact, we are we are close to socialism. Well, that's the thing, and, and it's it's not something that came quickly. No. It was a gradual shifting. And, I mean, we're talking, you're talking maybe thinking 10 years. No, we're talking a lot longer than that, that this thing has been working out, that the Democrats and the Republicans have morphed into one thing. I always call it the pro wrestling match. You know, you sit there and say, hey, Oh, here's Hulk Hogan's going to go against uh, Jesse Ventura. It's like going, you know, 
it's all set up. It's all, it's all, it's the same group is working together on this. Well, you can tell because of the way they fought the term limits uh, by, by throwing out 22,000 plus signatures and stuff and, and doing the best that they can, especially with things like the AG's office dispersal of 22,000 emails and stuff. That is not, that is not open government. That is not transparency. And when we looked at, look at a bill, the Senate bill number 2339 was one that was pulling forth an election audit. And what they wanted was, because right now, whenever I talk about being dissatisfied, the answer that I get from, I will call them the political hacks in the media and other things, is, well, just wait and vote them out. But that's the problem. I don't trust I don't trust our ability to vote them out anymore because I don't trust our elections, not just the federal elections, but right down to the state and county. And this was a, a thing where they wanted to rewrite a, a new section of North Dakota Century Code, and they wanted to have an audit conducted by the state auditor after each primary and general election in which the state auditor will randomly select one county from either Burley, Cass, Grand Forks, Morton, Stark, Ward, and Williams, and at least one of the remaining counties within the state. For the two selected counties, an office of the state auditor will conduct a full manual recount for all ballots cast within that county. The audit shall review all municipal, county, statewide, and national races listed on the ballot. The audit shall commence immediately after the state canvassing board issues the statement under Section 16.1-15-42. The results of the audit shall be made public within 90 days of the commencement of the audit. And they don't want to do that, to which I have to say, why not? If people... As the politicians especially know we don't trust the elections, that there's a huge faction that thinks that the elections aren't trustworthy. Um, we've seen a whole bunch of other things that have come through f- where we think that there's some skullduggery. The, the, the petitions for the uh, term limits and other things. People are saying it's not fair. We need no- more transparency. We need you to reinstill our faith. In government, yet when they're given an option like this, they can't run fast enough and far enough from it because it means genuine and actual accountability, which is something that we are not seeing today. Well, to start with, let's just we're talking about getting the right people elected. Okay, right now you're going to have a choice in each election. When's the last time you didn't have a choice between a turtle and a piece of crap? <laughs> I mean, seriously. I don't. What, that, that's, that is our problem. We do not sit there and have good candidates. We do not have good people running very often. There's going to be some in some of the counties and stuff. I can't remember the last time there's a good, honest uh, person. Someone we elected. felt good about. Not, yes. not, yes. not a hold your a, nose and elect somebody. Somebody yes. that I genuinely felt I, I could mean, get behind. Well, look at, yeah. When was the last time you had one of those? Not the governors, I never. I mean, I, these were forever. Senators, never. <sighs> I mean, ever. Actually, when Kramer started, I thought there was hope. But the longer he's been in office, the hope has diminished. Yeah, that might, that's probably true. But then again, are they setting this up? You know, was he sitting there saying, oh, I'll, I can sit there and I can vote this way because we got the majority and it doesn't matter. My vote really won't matter and I'll look good. And that's half the deal, too, because it's like going, it's it's saying, oh, if I vote for like this, they'll know what I am. And I have enough votes that I can sit there and do what they want to do. I mean, and it's not just the nationals and 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 the state uh, Bismarck. I mean, you look all look at what happens in Grand Forks, North Dakota, for cripes' sakes. You sit there, and the whole bunch of us we're we're totally lost on what's happening in this in this area in, in this country and in the state. Well, well look care. at look at Fufang. Exactly. I mean, my God, talk about being, having people talk down talk oh. down to you, declare you as a as a tin hatter. Uh, at, really be demeaning. And these are people that are supposed to represent us on the city council. Yeah, well, what do you got? You got that Sandy guy, whatever. Yeah. What's it? it doesn't matter, well, no matter what his da- name it's, is. It's Santa Sandy. Dana, whatever. I mean, and, and Bo Jensky, he's, he, well, he's the perfect politician because he's going to sit there and try, he's going to have this nice little voice and being very, it sounds sensitive, but 
he is one of the problems. And I'm going to sit there and I'm going to throw out something that uh, people might say, hey, I don't give a dang if they get ticked off about this. Uh, all these guys are saying, hey, we're doing this for the people. No, no, they weren't because they weren't listening to the people. I know, I'll bet you whatever, that these guys were getting paid somehow, somewhere, because that is, they do not sit there and make these these things up without well, being paid for here's the thing. Or, or incentivized. Whether, whether, there's a, whether there's a payment involved, whether there's a recompense that doesn't involve money or whatever, right. what, 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 they, what they are getting out of this is, is power. And when absolute power corrupts absolutely, and some of what I saw at some of the city commission meetings and stuff like that were people who, who basically felt, you ain't the boss of me. Uh, yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Newsflash. And, and the, then my other favorite one is, well, you didn't elect me because my ward elects me. So you don't represent the rest of the city? Is that the way that works? It's you nice. only represent your ward. And as long as you keep getting voted in from your ward, you can literally crap on anybody else in the city or in the county. You can call them names. You can call them stupid. You can demean them and everything else. And it doesn't matter because you know you're going to continue to get voted in because your people are happy with what you're doing. You see, there's, there's a disconnect there. They're called public servants for a reason. And I, I love nothing more than, than watching public servants demean. Uh, remember the, the term deplorables? Do you remember Biden's Darth Vader speech where he literally threatened us that disagreed with him uh, ideologically? And I mean, these people are drunk on power. And when they tell us, well, just go ahead and, and vote them out, the problem with that is we don't trust the votes. We don't trust the voting machines. And when we try to get something that's as reasonable as an election audit, we're basically told that, well, we don't need it. We don't want to spend the Suddenly money becomes very dear. Oh, you don't want to spend the money on that. No, but we can spend billions to expand human services. That's going to be leading every step of our lives, which, by the way, also isn't a conservative tenant. Yes. It is. It is. Yeah. We're in a dilemma right now. And the problem is, is the people just don't see what's happening. It's, it's, it's like, open your eyes. I'll give you an example of something. Okay, about 10 years ago, I was sitting there and realized that I could hardly see anything. I was sitting there and I couldn't read the signs anymore. And I used to have like tw- better than 20-20 vision. And it came to me that... Wow, I have troubles with my eyes. I went in to get uh, cataract surgery. And I, it's, it, after two days, I go to a kid, I go, oh my God, it's so beautiful, all the beautiful colors. All those things I was missing because I, it's, it's, I, was, I was cloaked, I was called, I wasn't seeing what happened because it came so gradually. And it's just like this problem we have with no da- nobody else to protect us or to help us. It came so darn gradually that we didn't see it. Until it was critical, you yeah. didn't come to me and go, honey, I, I don't see right anymore. You just, you just, was That's everything's fine. Right. Yep. And, can you see fine? Yeah, I'd see just as good as I did yesterday. And, and you, you trundled on down the road. Actually, I think when you really noticed it was when I started shooting better than you. <laughs> that, that, was, that was a prideful day that... <laughs> I'll, I'll remember that one forever. <laughs> I, I think I cried actually. <laughs> that, that was the day I knew you needed to get your eyes checked when but, I but when we is, were out shooting, and, and all of a sudden I went, "Damn, Bruce, what the hell's wrong?" I mean, it's like people. You have cataracts of the brain. You got a, a cloak. You got something that's that you're not visualizing what's really happening here. You got to sit there and admit it to yourself. There is no good Democrats or Republicans in this state, that's the way you start from. You start from the negative that everything's gone to hell and try to find somebody that is going to do the right thing. Hey, do it it what I'm going to (laughs) do. I'm going to sit there and say, I'm going to run for governor this year again. 
I am. I simply get, because I don't trust anybody else. I want to get back to that. But right now, I am going to do ah. something where people treat us well, and that's Southtown Poorhouse, because every day <laughs> is a great day at Southtown Poorhouse, where you can stop in for your favorite drinks and, of course, happy hour. Buy one app and get one half off every day from 6 to 8 p.m. And you can't forget about their $3 burgers on Tuesdays and the awesome steak specials on Thursday from 5 to 8. Make sure to check out SouthtownPoorhouseGF.com to find out when your favorite band is playing live. It looks like this Friday it's Tyler Hammond, and it looks like Saturday it's two weeks' notice. But always remember that no matter which band is playing, every day is a great day at Southtown Poorhouse 2015 Library Circle next to the Grand Cities Mall. Open Tuesday through Saturday from 4 p.m. to 2 a.m. And they're looking to hire. Get out there where you can get a great job with fun people and some great music. Now, you've, you've talked about and you've put your big toe in the water before about running for governor. <laughs> and and the, the first time it was sort of tongue-in-cheek, but... I have to admit, what I, what's what's frustrating me so badly is the fact that we, if you look at the way the Republicans uh, are caucusing, the way they're gerrymandered a lot of the the zones for for uh, for districts, a lot of other things where they're rewriting rules as to who can be a member of the Republican Party and everything. Else. I mean, they're turning it back into a good old boys, good old girls club. And the, the right people that are being allowed in are not, again, are, again, not the people I would like to vote for. And what we need to do is we need to get people to start paying attention to who the individual is, not what the letter is behind the name. Because the letter that's behind the name and means nothing anymore. Absolutely nothing. So. Absolutely nothing. I mean, one, it's going to be kind of tough the first time, you know, to find a person that's well, the, money. the right thing. Yeah, but no, I mean, like, Knowing who ah, you voted okay. for, but after that, you should be able to figure out how they vote. If you, I, I keep saying this, and I'm going to say it a hundred times, probably during my election cycle, is if you don't know who you're voting for, don't vote. Don't vote for the love of God. If you don't know how your legislature, the the representative that you have, voted, you are not. You should not vote. I mean, I sit there and say everybody has the right to vote. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying if you're too damn dumb <laughs> to, to look up and see what these people represent, don't vote for the love of you God. Know, it, it, it isn't even really a matter of intelligence. It is, however, a manner of paying attention. And, for example, we just, last last show, we talked about the Williston audit, and there were 21 areas of concern, and it in, involved half a billion dollars uh, in, in money that people couldn't track and other things. And we just had an, an issue in Grand Forks at the County at the jail where there's money missing. They have no idea. Money was supposedly paid. Now, this is, this is interesting because Mark, Mark Rusted went down. And then everybody, when he came back, because the state said, oh, no, we've been paying you. And Mark Restred came back. Everybody said, oh, he has egg on his face. And I, I'm, no, he doesn't. And the reason he doesn't is I would like to see the state prove that they have been paying the jail. First of all, just because they said they have been. Okay, so let's say that they're righteous and they have been paying the jail. That's still millions of dollars that they can't find on our end. One end or another, somebody's. Somebody's either not doing their job or doing it very well for themselves, not for the people in the jail and for the county. And part of what I'm, I'm frustrated against is then what, what are they doing? They're, they're attempting to pass legislation now that will get rid of the auditor's department. Literally, no. What it will do is it will make it so that it's 10 cents on the dollar that the auditor is able to charge to do an audit. All right. Now, that doesn't sound like much, but what the deal is, is the primary financing for our auditor, our state auditor, is the charge that they give to the businesses that are being audited because they literally don't have a budget. And now what they're trying to do is not only limit their budget, but limit the amount that they can charge so that, in other words, they're defunding the auditor's department. Why? Because the auditor is definitely an independent resource. He is not appointed by the governor. And the auditor over the last few years has uncovered some amazing uh, 
malfeasance, misspending, misappropriation of funding and everything else. And quite frankly, he's pissed off the wrong people. So rather than embracing that transparency, once again, our Republican conservative legislators and governors, rather than saying, oh my God, look what the auditor found, we need to do something, their solution is going to be neuter, neuter the auditor so the auditor can no longer tell them what to do, how to spend, and to do it legally, and to do it by century code. This is the people we have running our government who are also telling us we can't have property tax relief. Well, you know, Dougie does want to pick the auditors, too. That's another option, is where he sits there and says, well, we can find the auditors. I can find them for you. Hey, and what happened? What happened to checks and balances? That's the whole problem here. Who is going to sit there and and say, hey, we have this problem. Williston, you're 20, what, $21 million or whatever the heck it is, out of whack. And you can't show us where it is. How many, and that's just one school district. One. How many school districts are there in the state? A hundred or so. But it doesn't matter. Think about all that money. And wow, do you think we're spending a little bit of money on our school system in North Dakota? Oh, property taxes. I see our property taxes shoot up every dang year. And is education getting any better in this state? I mean, one, I know we're talking about elections again. Somebody, for the love of God, run against Kirsten Baszler. I mean, we need somebody that really gives a darn about the kids in this state. And the ele- and this right now, superintendent of public education, my God, it's a disaster. Here's the thing. I was just speaking with another uh, educator today uh, at the gym. It was another retired college instructor. And he said this to me. He'd quit. He said, I loved my job. Mm-hmm. He said, but I couldn't do it anymore because everything was going distance. He said, and the kids don't learn distance. He said, he said they, all, they all can pass. He says, you pretty much have to be an idiot not to pass on distance learning. But he said, he said but are they learning anything? He said, distance learning in itself is a misnomer. It's like jumbo shrimp, you know. It just, it doesn't work. Distance and learning do not go together. And the t- instructor has basically no FaceTime with these kids, limited FaceTime with these kids. And FaceTime is, again, a misnomer because it's through a screen. And it's, it's, these, these kids are not learning. And people go, well, my kid is a, is a valedictorian. The bar is set so low. And we are still... We are still not making our numbers when these kids take their their tests to show proficiency. With the bar set so low you could trip over it, we're still not making our numbers. And the the more we, we, we talk about it, their answer always comes back to the same thing. Spend more money. And whose money is it? Uh, It's the property owners. Wow. Does that not, is that not frustrating? Well, no. And again... Do you not see what's happening here? Look at what happened. I mean, we used to be like a well-educated populace. We did. I mean, I mean, it was incredible. I once looked at the Kansas City or Kansas State's uh, proficiency test for eighth graders. And I tell you what, you would not find, I not one-tenth of the people in high school now could pass that. But that was from decades ago. That was from 1890. Yep. And it's like going, holy crap. I looked at it and I thought, there's no way an eighth grader would know that. And they used to. That used to be how would, how good you had to be. Nowadays, it's crap. And it's getting worse. I mean, we're in the country. Well, look at our rankings. I mean, it really doesn't matter. We're getting we're our asses handed to us. But I mean, what are we, 28th or 30th we're not overall? Even. I mean, and, and falling. And falling like a brick. Well, you know, the problem is, though, is that like everything else that's involved with the government and entwined with the government, it isn't necessarily right. about producing a quality product. Because no. it's, it's not business. In business, if you don't produce a quality product, guess what? You're kicked to the curb. People don't want what you've got, and they go to find something else. But you see, with, with government, you have a monopoly, which is what they have on education. Now, I know that there's some homeschooling people, and I know that there's some private schools and other things like that. But basically, for the majority of the population, 
you are stuck with public education, which is going straight down the tubes, ladies and gentlemen. And there, there is no accountability because what they do when it comes down to accountability is similar to what they do at do with the auditor's office. They changed the rules. For example, Governor Doug Burgum actually wrote testimony on House Bill 1158, which happens to just be the fact of uh, pushing his goals of tax relief and workforce attraction by reducing the income tax rather than actually reducing the property tax. And for him to actually do that testimony was a violation of the separation of powers. It was an actual violation. Now, he says he got around that because they asked him to testify. Just the fact that you ask someone to testify, he should have, because he knew it was a violation of powers, said, ethically, I cannot testify. I must recuse myself. But because it's the bill that he wants... And because it's the thing that he wants, which isn't property tax relief, ladies and gentlemen, it's income tax relief. Nobody on the freaking planet have I ever heard in North Dakota complain about their income tax. But I have gone door to door and talked to person after person. And the one complaint they have in common is property tax. But in typical government style, we're not going to solve the problem. We're going to sidestep it. We're going to find a problem that nobody has any interest in. We're going to solve that, and we're going to tell you you should be thankful about it. And we're going to violate the separation of powers in order to do that, because this is the way that the governor can get in there and pressure our legislators and everybody else, because the governor is testifying, which shows his vested interest in this bill which he is not supposed to do because he is supposed to stay separate from the legislature so that they can conduct the business of the people, not the business of the governor, the business of the people. And then he has the final veto power at the end of that, at which point it can also go back and he can be overridden. But see, all of this is being thrown out the window. We're no longer following the rules of procedure. We no longer are following transparency. We no longer are following the code and the rule of law. It's just a freaking melee down in Bismarck, and nobody is giving a care because, well, they're getting what they want because they no longer represent the people. Well, the one problem we have here, Kathy Sue, is that you use two words that don't work well together. It's called ethics and burgum. There is, I mean, really, the guy is, well, basically he's doing this just to look good. I mean, he's going to sit there and say, oh, because I promised you tax relief. This tax relief is nothing. Nothing. And it's like going, the real tax relief, they're never going to give us simply because what is the goal of the governments nowadays? It is property owners are going to be shot down. Out of it, you will not. Hey, gradually like, through like, eminent domain like or Klaus through property tax, we like we are Schwab going to says, be under. Klaus Schwab says by 2030, what is it going to be? You're going to have nothing, and you're going to like it. You will own nothing, and you will be happy. Yes, and that's yes. That is that is base, and this is working that direction. We sit there and got to look at it. What is happening here? Well, and they're setting it and up. And he's look, you know, what Burgum's looking good. Doing it. But Isn't the, that cute? But they're setting it up for us to, to no longer be in charge of our land. In fact, one oh, of the things yes. Bergam is pushing is to allow exceptions to acquisition of agricultural land by foreign government. And here's the fun thing. With all of this that's written, House Bill 1135, they're looking at controlling interest, possession of 51% or more of the ownership interest in an entity, uh, percentage of ownership. So if you have 49% or 50% uh, of, of, uh, you know, then you're good. But here's the thing that I want to bring to everybody's attention. How are we going to be deciding which foreign entities are going to be able to buy land in North Dakota? (gasps) Do you think we're going to be able to, to do like we did with Fu Fang? We're going to have people that have our vested interest at hand? Here's, here's, the, here's the solution. They want a state agricultural foreign investment review board. Guess who these people are? The state agricultural foreign investment review board will consist of the agricultural commissioner, the governor's general counsel, the securities commissioner, one member of the legislative assembly, Assembly selected by the chairman of legislative management and a national or state security or foreign policy expert appointed by 
the governor. In other words, folks, we are going to have no say in the more foreign entities like Fufang and everything else coming in, and they're going to open it wide open, and who gets to pick out who the winners and the losers are of these foreign entities? Our governor. And that little tiny board that he selects, one way or the other, he selects, is going to be telling us which foreign entities can come in and purchase North Dakota land, even though we voted on this in the past and said, no, we aren't going to do that. I'm going to let you on in, in on that, but the first thing I have to do is, Paul, we need to get ready for an executive properties ad. If you can, we're at the halfway mark, and here we go putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done asap well good luck with that executive properties has openings right now to get that project done in fact you can check out their google reviews diane says executive properties did a roof project and remodeled a bathroom in our house we were happy with their quality of work and the projects were completed in a timely manner we will use executive properties for our next home project Get that project done sooner than later. Call Executive Properties, 701-330-1273. Hey, 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 we're back. Okay, so what we're seeing is more and more of our lives and our ability to rule ourselves as individuals being taken over by the government and small boards with the government. And, And that's the thing that I'm getting more and more frustrated in is the choice and the freedom of us as people is gradually being, as you said, with your site, being taken over. Well, the first thing, I was going back to the thing about lands and, and acquisitions from foreign countries. As a governor, that's one of my first things I'm going to do. Push it as hard as I, There's no way we should be letting any of our land properties being bought by a foreign entity. None. I don't care if it's 49%, zero. They, we do not want them to have our land. Okay, now I can say one thing about it. You know, like Cirrus out there, I would say a 99-year lease, I could live with. I could live with that stuff. That, I would say, hey, if a country, if, if Fufang sit there and they're going to say, all right, we're going to give you a, and by the way, quite expensive 99-year lease, to well, own the to not no to rent the land right that would be cool with me but there's no way in hell they should have any land of ours well you know we can't buy land in China Apple and Nike and all of those really expensive factories and stuff over there they're not owned by those companies nope. they're leased they're rented and what most people don't realize is if Apple ever decides to pull up stakes Nike decides to pull up stakes and leave China keeps all of those factories, all of the machinery in them, and everything else. It suddenly becomes proprietary to the Communist Party. So Apple will pull, pull itself out, its personnel out. But all of the machinery and everything else that's there remains. Why can't we do that? That's what we have to do. I mean, well, why don't we? Because, okay, number one, Bergam is number two or three of the most popular or, or uh, most liked uh, by the Chinese government. Well, what this you know, deal was, was the, the CCP had, had a, um, a survey that it put out. And what it was was governors were either listed as friendly, uh, unknown or neutral, or unfriendly. And Governor Burgum for quite some time has been listed as extremely friendly with the Chinese, the Communist Party, with the Chinese government. They like being able to do business with him. They think he's an all right guy, which to me is if if the day the Communist Party says I'm an all right person, I'm running. I'm not going to run you. I'm not going to run for you. I'm just I'm running the other way. It's it's not what we need. And that's another thing people have to realize is. Who did you vote for? Okay, and well, the other problem I have is the way that they're they're looking at taking over more and more control with the expansion of health and human services. There's going to be less that we are going to be able to do as people, and the problem with that, again, we've mentioned it before, is the fact that you're dealing with a, de- a government department. Which, if you've ever tried to deal with a government department, whether it's state, local, city, whatever, it's it's just. You want to rip your eyeballs out. But, for example, the thing that concerns me is is uh, our health 
policies and stuff. Right now, the birth report of a child with special care needs made must be made within three days after the birth to the state. Um, the hospital in which the child was born and the legally qualified physician or other person in attendance of the birth of the birth shall furnish the department with a report concerning that the child um, was born with with uh, visible congenital deformity or other in things, and that information is going to be provided to the state. Why? Why is that necessary? That's getting scary because obviously, oh, I would assume there would be some euthanasia possibilities if you want to go really deep. Well, it's happening already in Canada. In Canada, they've already established uh, over 10,000 people just last year were, were, quite frankly, put down. Uh, And a lot of them that were adults were depressed. And why were they depressed? Because of the COVID policies. And they were isolated. They had no, no significant way to get out. But the other thing that they're targeting are people with special needs. That's one of the targets because they're, they look upon them as a drain on their health system. So all of you who loved Obamacare ideas and love that, that health system care that's up in Canada, it comes with a price. And it's not just the price of high taxes. It comes with a price. If you are not born perfect, now the state's going to be notified. So the state can be immediately involved. And not the parents get to, get to choose if they notify the state. The hospital is going to be, and the physician is going to be compelled to notify the state that a non-perfect baby was born. And they're also going to be taking uh, taking full route and, and control over some of the mental health issues that have been going down in this state. That also scares me because the other thing that they're doing in Canada is they're taking people with mental health issues and they're also being 86. Well, they're being, they're not taking them out and shooting them. They're just convincing them that the best thing to do is to just go away and, and, and die. I mean, you look at the health of Human services. Do you really want them to control you? You know, they're going to pick the people that they that are going to fit their agenda, their elites, as we'd say. You know, the Bergman stuff. Who are they going to be? Who is Bergman going to pick as a health and human services person? Somebody that's going to sit there and worry about what is it? Well, COVID nineteen was just there, so COVID twenty is going to be coming up pretty darn soon. Actually, and, the the, and the prediction is is twenty is twenty twenty five twenty twenty. Yeah, 25. Yeah. So we got a couple of years cushion here. Yep. But who's going to be in charge then? Health and Human Services. This time, you're not going to have any choice to even whine. It'll probably be illegal to whine about wearing a mask. It'll probably be, we might be in our house. We might, heck, we might have be locked in our houses. Well, there is a, a there's an 82-year-old woman in Germany right now who happens to have been a survival survivor of the death camps. She's a concert pianist or something like that, but she's currently in the fight for her life because uh, what's happening in Germany is they are going to force COVID-19 vaccinator, double vaxxer, and they are also going to put her in a mental institution. And the reason that they're doing this is because she's refusing the vax. She has a lawyer who's who uh, won, in, won in one court and that was appealed and, and it's now in another court, which is pushing to have her double vaxxed and committed as mentally incompetent, simply because she will not take the vax. And so when we, when we look at expanding the mental uh, evaluation procedures for the Health and Human Services Department, I have to ask, how long will it be before you and I refuse to be vaxxed? And someone says, well, only a crazy person would do that. And so there we go. You and I are now considered to be mentally incompetent. And here's another fun thing. The uh, Health and Human Services is going to be allowed to secure, hold, and administer for the purpose of which it is established any property and any funds donated to it, either by will, deed, or otherwise, or through court order, and administer those funds and property in accordance with the instructions in the court order. So they take me to a court, and they say that I and you are mentally incompetent because we won't get vaxxed. So now what they're going to do is to pay for our... To pay for our um, confinement in a mental thing, they're going to take all of our property so that, again, we won't be a drain on the state. They're going to liquidate it, and they're going to use said funds to keep us confined because we were obviously mentally incompetent. And don't think that what I'm speaking about is completely tin hat. Well, for one thing, it's going to be very easy for them to do that because guess what? 
Well, coming up with something very scary, and we have we haven't talked about it yet. Digital currency. You sit there and think about what our our social credit scores will be, kid. After shows like this, we're going to be at zero. We're going to have nothing. The you know the current the digital currency. If this government says no, or the no human, paper money, human health and human services says says oh these are bad people, you don't have any money, you don't have any currency, and of course they're going to be doing that with the uh, world famous digit digital ID. Yep, which, which is, is being be, enacted in Canada uh, oh, right now. Right Canada now. is doing it right now. The digital ID, yes, which they is are. a product of the World Economic Forum, which oh, should yes. scare everybody to death. Yes, anytime you said involving that that wonderful human being uh, Klaus Schwab, I mean, we you gotta run. I mean, but it's getting more and more closer. The uh, real problem, I can we beat it, kid? Well, we have to try because right here, they're giving Health and Human Services in North Dakota the power to provide insofar as staff resources permit social services, including social psychological evaluations, predisposition reports, treatment, probation, and parole services. So in other words, judge and jury. Judge and jury is going to be somebody from Health and Human Services who pops up one day in your kitchen and goes, you know your name. I've heard through the grapevine that you don't want to be you don't want to be vaxxed and that you've been speaking out against uh, the the state of North Dakota and our governor and and several of our our legislators and stuff and well you know that's that's just antisocial behavior and antisocial behavior cannot be tolerated therefore fill in the blank the education camps I'm just saying <laughs> it's, it's and you get to pay for it <laughs> cuz we're going to confiscate we're going to confiscate everything you own and you get to pay for it. You won't own anything anyway, but and also like I say the the digital currency, you don't have anything. Well, and the problem with the digital ideas, Trudeau is currently pumping that through Canada right now. He's telling all the all of the uh, little uh, states that are up there, the provinces, that they will comply. And what this is going to be is if you do not have a state ID, you will be denied. And I'm going to just list some of them. This is not everything. You will be denied health care. You will be denied access to your banking services. You will be denied access to any uh, tax refunds or anything that you get. You will be denied access to public places, including grocery stores and other things. You will be denied access to social media. And you will be denied access to being able to purchase digitally. In other words, so you can't go into the grocery store. You're also not going to be able to go online and purchase from Amazon or Amazon Fresh or any of these other places. You are literally going to be without any way to purchase anything for your sustenance. You aren't going to be able to purchase fuel for your for your car. You aren't going to be able to purchase f- fuel for your houses. You aren't going to be able to purchase food, pay your water bills or anything. And it is coming down the pike. And the Canadians that I have, I have talked to are scared, quite frankly, crapless about this entire thing. And they're trying to fight it right now, but they don't know what they can do. And this comes directly from the plate of the World Economic Forum. One, one thing that's really cute about this is, oh, what the heck, I want to get out of Canada. But you can't get a passport. You cannot even get a transportation. You, they're going to, well, of course, it's going to be worldwide if, we, if, if they have their way. I mean, this is a disaster. And Canada is, is it the template right now for the rest of the world? I, it could be. Well, you know. I think they're one of the most likely... Well, obviously, you got China. Right, but the thing with Canada is, Canada, not other than just being our neighbor, Canada was also one of the most free countries. Of, uh, and, and look what's just gradually happened to it. It's just, it happened at a faster state than what happened down here. But everything that's been happening in Canada has been like a blueprint for what's been occurring here. Yes, indeed. Well, you look at it, and, and don't forget about New Zealand and, and Australia. Australia. My goodness. Talk about freedom going from there, good, successful, to crap in, in less than decades. I mean, we're talking a deterioration. And, is that, and our pace is probably going to be faster. They're ratcheting they it up. I mean, they, ha- they are looking at 2030, by the way, as, wow, 
That isn't that far away, kids. No, it, they're ratcheting it up and they're moving faster and faster all the time. But one other thing I do, my, my very last obscene profit margin here is for Life Vantage. And I want to ask you, do you take collagen? Have you heard about the one-of-a-kind collagen? Because this collagen not only replenishes your body, but helps your body create its own collagen using natural products and maintains it. To find out more about this amazing product, please contact Stephanie Kronelka and Life Vantage. For more information, check out stephk.lifevantage.com or text 701-230-9306. Or you can email skbesthealth at gmail.com. And you can biohack your life with LifeVantage. And if you're really computer not so fast savvy as I am sometimes, you can click on to gfbestsource.com. And there's a link there. You can go directly to LifeVantage from our website, and we'll make sure that you're taken care of. And try that today. And anything that's natural, I'm in, I'm, I am so jaded right now with the the uh, big pharma I can't even begin to describe what's going on and I am actually very very concerned that the dry run we had with COVID-19 and the the two weeks and the mask mandates and the and the you can't you know you can't go to the store you can't do this you can't do that is coming again and it's going to be on steroids there's no doubt about it there's a couple things that are really really being ratcheted up right now and it's going to be COVID elections, of course. Well, you know, with the, with the lack of honesty in their elections, one thing that I always am getting a huge—not a huge kick out, but uh, something that's really disturbing to me—is the way we're falling for what carbon capture. Oh God. I didn't know if you wanted to talk about that today. but Well, that's a- I think we have to. And I, the reason I think we have to is because the green movement is going to be, besides the health movement, the green movement's going to be yes. the way that they're going to take us down. Currently in Europe, they are basically condemning a bunch of the older apartment buildings because they haven't been renovated to green status. Therefore, they're not even attempting to... To do it, and the guys, the guys that own the apartment buildings over there are saying, it's not that we don't want to comply. What they're asking us to do is impossible. It it's it's worth more than the building and the rents and everything. Gener- yep. It's just like when they property tax you out of your property. They're green, greening these people out of their out of their property, and nobody's going to come in and buy these. Of course not. Because, and so what well, they might they might when they're when they're nothing, done, yeah. And then they can change the rules too. Yeah. By the way, yeah. once once you don't own anything, they can change the rules. But to me, it's just amazing the way we're going to be under the thumb of the green police and the and the health Nazis, and it, it's going to be all dependent on funding. And this is something that I want people to consider. We do a lot of things as a state. Because we get federally fund funds, we oh, get federal yes. funds. This so that means we one. have. To, this means we have to kiss federal butts in order to keep that money coming in. All right, now it's trickling down even more because currently you're seeing cities and counties kissing state butt because the state is promising them money, things like the the Gopher Fund and some other stuff. So well, you will give you money to replace your bud your your bridge or redo your road and stuff. We need to start looking at being less dependent on federal money and state money and other money. And we need to be be looking at doing more at on a local basis because when you get hooked onto that teat of the government, the free government money that's coming in. There is no free money coming from the government. The government does not make money. That's the government money. takes money. That's our money, buddies. but we we are we are told constantly by Kramer and Hoven and stuff the the amount of money that they're bringing in from the federal government to to make sure that's still your pocket. They're taking from your left pocket. They're putting money in your right pocket, and they're telling you to be damn thankful that they're on the job and they're taking care of you. And it's happening at the state level, and it's happening at the city level and the county level. And we got to figure something out because we need to stop. We need to stop. This is this is they're having a say. Biden threatened to take away the the, the free lunches for kids that were underprivileged because they weren't allowing boys. In girls' locker rooms and bathrooms and girls' and boys' locker rooms, they were, in his words, violating Title IX. So I'm going to starve these kids. These are the compassionate people, folks. Well, there ain't much difference. 
Now, I t- and as far as the B movement, it is, and lots of people have been recalling it as it's basically a religion. It's something that they sit there and they go, hey, we can save the world. And they're told by our government and everybody else that this is how you can help. This is what, how to save the world. And all these green people are sitting there going, oh, wow, I'm special. I'm something important. It's a great sales pitch, but it's not even close to true. I mean, you look at the stupidest things they got there. They got, well, one, uh, Biden just had the uh, one... One trillion dollar thing, uh, stimulus thing he had, and what what is a large portion of it was carbon capture, and that's a cute one. Here's a here's a one that's of all the carbon capture bullshit. We'll talk about the pipelines here through North Dakota, but they got direct air carbon capture. What they do with that is they have huge fans. <laughs> Huge fans blowing air down into these uh, crevices in the earth. And obviously, it's, it has nothing to do with, obviously, the idea that they're pumping and it's forcing oil to come up. It has, that's just irrelevant, right? But, I mean, these people are, that's how they're saving the, the world, is pumping air into pockets Sweet, in the and Wyoming's big. They're making a fortune. By the way, they're, they're making, making a, a fortune, fortune yeah. because it before no. this before this tax incentive uh, that Biden put up, what was it? Carbon units, whatever the unit was, yep. was worth forty bucks. Here's now the thing, it's worth now it's worth one hundred twenty bucks. He, he he made it three times more popular. That's why all these people are doing here's, this. Here's the thing, though. See. The state of Wyoming may be "quote unquote" benefiting, but how much are the people of oh, the no, state no, of Wyoming benefiting? How I much are the politicians who, of course, saw this coming down the pike, like they did in North Dakota, who want to establish these pipelines and who are pa- trying to pass legislation to rewrite the rules of eminent domain so they can get their pipelines across people's land, even if they don't want it? All of this thing is is again. Uh, just another way for the government to get you under their thumb and be and and certain individuals who are in the government to make a buttload of money and meanwhile tell you that you are being a good little soldier and saving the earth and you're benefiting too yes it is and that's the thing whenever i say a state i don't mean the people of the state it is it is well the pipeline that they're talking about and and the thing is it's so irritating because we have conservative radio stations that are supporting this damn carbon capture crap and sit there and they're telling us how helpful it is going to be to the state. It's not helpful. It's helpful for Doug Burgum. It's helpful for Certain some of the legislatures. It's helpful for some of the major companies. But is it helpful for you and me? No. Guess what? We have to pay for that damn pipeline. We have to pay for it being pumped in into the ground and stuff. It's not going to do us any good. It's going to cost the taxpayers again, me and you. It's going to cost us billions or trillions of dollars to get this thing rolling. And what does it accomplish? Well, nothing. Here, here's it the doesn't thing. accomplish nothing. We already have a carbon already... capture system. It's called a tree. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there's a marvelous God made a marvelous carbon capture. It's called a tree, and there's but, there's corn. We grow we grow a lot of wonderful carbon capture things here in North Dakota. It's amazing what we've got going for us already. Those, but they think they're bad. Look at the the thing is they want. Well, this is how outrageous it is. They want to re or reinvent the mammoth or mastodon. I, the, I, mean, yeah, I mean, the woolly really, mammoth, the woolly mammoth, whatever one you want to do, call them. And what do they want them to do? They want them to go up to Siberia and knock over trees because the trees are making the earth warm. Yeah, isn't I it, know. Isn't that amazing? I mean, they're serious about that. I know they and are. And you know what's so really funny and ironic about it is because these same idiot green people that think that this is a good idea for the mammoth to knock over trees up in Siberia are the same people that are down in the rainforest protecting the, the trees down there. It's like going. What the hell are we? That stupid. Wait, wait. I got. I got. I got a better. I got a better. I got a better one for you. 
we're worried about car far- cow farts. Yes. What do you think a woolly mammoth does? <laughs> after, after eating all those trees? <laughs> I'm sitting here going, okay, so uh, woolly mammoth farts are golden, but cow farts got, no, we got to get rid of those yes. cows because people yeah. can eat. Yeah. But, but the thing, you know, we are, we are this far from throwing virgins into volcanoes again. Our common sense has left the building. Oh, okay, so yeah, where God, are we going to find a virgin? Yes. I know. I'm, I'm, no, I was going to go... I was going to go, thank God I'm not a virgin anymore. <laughs> but it's, I'm sorry. It, it is, Where the hell is. are we going to find a virgin? But the I thing know, is, that still. So, even even this green religion is so whacked up, and you're still falling for it. I mean, I, that's why I get so frustrated, and I, that's why I think we're in trouble, because you guys, and I don't mean you guys probably listening to this show, but the populace in North Dakota included are so damn dumb, they— are going to fall for it again. They're going to fall for, oh, the Republicans are the good people. Well, and the thing is this. The is Democrats are bad. Part of the problem is, is again, our education system because we have oh. children that are, are sitting there uh, telling, telling their parents – don't don't brush your teeth with the water running and and don't do you know because well we have to be little green warriors this is this is straight out of the communist socialist handbook where you take the children and you turn the children into the police force who will police the 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 parents and everything else and become that's why they want 16 year olds to be able to vote because God knows, sixteen-year-olds uh, are great decision makers. Uh, therefore, they should be definitely allowed to vote, and much less seven-year-olds and, and younger should be able to decide their gender. the The education, the education program is programming these kids to further their cause, so that there will be even less people that have a modicum of the ability to ask a question anymore. They will be if they're. If they're told to jump off the cliff, they will jump off the cliff. And in fact, their parents will probably, rather than my mother who used to say, well, if everybody else jumps off a cliff, are you going to? Their mothers will probably be going because they came up through the same education system. You better be the first one off that cliff because you were told to and you're a good soldier. It is. It it's is, scary. It is scary. It's, it's, it's just terrifying. I do want to, I'm going to ask you to, to cap off in a second, but I do want to say one thing, and that is when I was talking to people about the auditor bill, I sent emails out to the committee that was concerning the, uh, the bill to neuter the auditor, and I also sent a, a message to my, my senator, and I got two answers. Jonathan Worry answered me, and Randy Lamb did answer me, and they both said that uh, that the bill did appear to read the way that I had interpreted it, which was to reduce transparency, and that they were going to do their best to suggest that it not go forward. Uh, the committee in the House suggested the bill not go forward, and then it passed the House. So even though the committee said this is a bad bill, don't pass it, the House uh, and all of uh, Mr. Burgum's cronies joined hands and passed it through. So uh, we are looking at the Senate taking over. Uh, people, this is not a joke. We are, we are gradually losing a handhold on our freedoms and our ability to govern ourselves because our governor and our legislators and some of the other people believe that they can honestly do it better than we can. At 67 years old, I don't need another parent especially under the guise of a legislator or a governor of my state, any more than I need one that's a federal official. Uh, we need to do something. We need to start paying attention. Bruce, what else is for the good of the order before we kick this can down the road and get ready to go out and continue fighting the good fight? Well, the only thing I'm going to say is get rid of, of the cataracts <laughs> of the brain. Realize that chances are, you have no idea what the hell's happening. Start there. Educate yourself. Say it to yourself. You're not a genius. And guess what? It wasn't five, ten years ago. I was sitting there falling for the same crap that I'm just bitching about now. It's happening. It's here. Accept it. Clear off that brain. And, and for those of you who say there's nothing we can do about it, well, you don't know until you try, and I got to tell you, we're running behind. So step it up, 
Get out there, start paying attention, start being active. Do more than bitch. Do more than be a social uh, media warrior. Get out, investigate, inform yourself, and stand up for yourself. Doggone it, people. And common sense should not be the only one out here doing this. You guys, you can do this. Take care, everybody. Have a great rest of your Monday. 